When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hello, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Talking Real Money radio show and podcast. Although, actually, today it's not a radio show. Today it's just a podcast. So it's just you and all of our little podcast listeners all over the podcast planet. Hello, everybody. I'm Don McDonald. One of your hosts, and over there is Thomas C. Cock, your other host. We've been hosting shows like this since nigh on the beginning of time. In other words, a really long time. Good thing you can't see us in this one because we really look old today for some reason. I'm not sure why. <laughs> I think it's all it's the technical stuff that's it's been a tough up. day today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our big topics, because. Well, because so many of you get sold these things. And there's a saying, uh, I remember when I was a broker, that uh, nobody nobody goes out intending to buy an annuity. Annuities are sold, not bought. And, wow, trillions are in annuities around the the globe or or various cash insurance contracts, cash value life, universal life. Uh, indexed annuities, immediate annuities, variable annuities. There's just, this is the insurance company's way of kind of wedging their way, prying their way into Wall Street's pocket because Wall Street makes a lot of money and they, they want to make a lot of that money too. So they sell these convoluted, complicated, confusing products called annuities. And we, I think I speak for both of us, we, we're not big fans of these things. Uh, we're not even little fans, actually, Don. <laughs> Be honest with ourselves here about that one. Yeah, huh. uh, we're really not, and 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 we get this argument a lot that, well, yeah. Uh, in fact, I'll read you a note that came in to talkingrealmoney.com from a gentleman who's a very respected economist, PhD economist. I'm not going to give you his name, but he listens to the show. He says, "I agree." Now, see, here's the thing, and this is what everybody says. I agree that most annuities are crap. <laughs> okay. Is that what he said? He said that. I, Wait, I'm going to read it. PhD you. and he's used the word crap? It's a very oh, effective word. I feel better about my vocabulary already. Right, okay. exactly. Right. He says, but your attack on Wade Fowl, Wade Fowl, the professor at the American University, Oh, just, just defending a colleague kind of thing. He's huh? Another economist. Ah, Wade Fowl is it. just a shill for the insurance industry is a bit unfair. A bit. But a bit. Okay. And here's that argument. There are cases where an annuity can be an appropriate tool in the retirement finance toolbox. First, I am talking only about SPIA, single premium immediate annuities, or deferred income annuities, a.k.a. longevity annuities. Anything else with complex bells and whistles benefits mostly the insurance company and its sales force. An annuity can be a wise choice for a retiree with an nest egg that's a bit on the slim side, not large enough to fund the remaining expected life and life ex- expected life with conservatively realistic withdrawal rates, 
For such a person or couple, the probability of running out of money is greater than average, and the consequences could be devastating. Locking in at least a portion of future needs could be reassuring. In general, the longer one's ancestors lived and the more one is concerned about longevity risk, the more appropriate a simple income annuity is. The risk pooling inherent in SPIAs and longevity annuities is real so long as premiums aren't too high. Scaring away the folks for whom an annuity might be appropriate isn't doing them a service, by the way, like the show. Yeah. Okay. That's an interesting perspective. And then there's another one that you sent me from uh, a fellow named David Machia, who wrote the, the article, The Trial of Ken Fisher for Crimes Against Annuities, which was lengthy, a lengthy article. And Mr. Machia used to work for insurance companies to help promote and market them. And he goes into a number of ways that Ken Fisher, who I, I didn't know he said this, Oh, I yes, think he, he said, said uh, he I would die and go to hell before I would sell an annuity. Yeah, he said which that. Which sounds a little like you, Don. It sounds uh, a little, it sounds, really, it sounds like Don hyperbolic. It, it sounds like yeah. you, uh-huh. I don't want to go on and out, but here, here's the thing. Okay, so <laughs> I went through the article a couple of times. I usually don't read these things that carefully because frankly, no offense, I've read them before. Uh, but in this case, I did because this is a top and didn't we have we had, a, we had a note from somebody on the other side who said thank you for taking down a new yeah. correct okay so right. we get we get correct. both and sides. that was a customer who said thank you because yeah. the, the the companies are ripping us off now this this economist that i read kind of agrees with that that in most in most cases they're getting ripped off but well this is the thing i mean so okay first of all um and 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 mr machia does admit that uh there's some annuity contracts that incorporate complex provisions he refers to this as the bad apple type of annuity. But then he goes on. I think he this is a reach that he cannot support. He says insurance company offenders have cleaned up their poor marketing practices. I completely <laughs> disagree because you still hear them regularly saying here we have an annuity product that gets you the returns of the market with no downside. That is a ridiculous statement. And we know it not to be true because we've seen it. We've run the numbers and we have people that have brought the annuities to us and we've looked at the returns. They have not been returns of the market, but okay, I'm going to give him everything. And he goes all through here about uh, talking about you're the gonna, type of people that need, I'm going to just, you're going to give finish. him everything. I'm going to give oh, him everything right. here because he said, People, especially like the professor mentioned, that are constrained, that that are need to pull more than three percent a year out of their portfolio, they probably need an annuity product or, of some kind. Uh, that, that that it will be too close for them at the end, and then he goes through other risks that people face in retirement sequence risk, right? If you retired in 2008 or 2000, you're drawing from your portfolio and the market went down. Um, he also talks about longevity risk, right? People that live a very long life and they need this sort of guaranteed income. What if we just say Mr. Machia is right? We're just going to okay. give him everything he says in there. Let's wow, just say you're very generous. Well, I'm just going to say, okay, we're going to go with you. Here are my points still to that. Number one, even if everything he says in this article is true, you are still relying on an insurance company to get your money back versus owning government bonds and thousands of stocks. Now I still would trust government bonds and thousands of stocks before I would trust any single insurance company period. Will there be some variation in sure with the government bonds and stocks, but I still trust that more than I do 
an insurance company. Number two, you can set up your own annuity and you can do it far less expensive, less complex, and still have the flexibility to get any amount of money you need anytime. It's not that hard. We do this every day for clients. People do this for themselves. Um, and then here's my third point. And I think this is the biggest point, Don, out of the whole thing, because both the professor and Mr. Machia say, yeah, there's a lot, there's some bad products out there, but there's, you know, most of the bad apples are gone and the single premium immediate annuities and deferred income annuities are okay. The bad apples are the bad apples. You don't want those. Here's the reality. Not unlike other securities that people buy, mutual funds, exchange traded funds, they don't know the good apples from the bad apples. They mm-hmm. walk into someone's office and they say, here's my problem. And that person says, don't worry, we've got a solution for you. And once people hear the solution or the G word, the guarantee, their brain turns off. I guarantee it. They don't know if this is a good product or a lousy product. They don't know what it's going to cost. I just know I'm going to get my money every month, right? So even again, if Mr. Maki is right on all of these things in this article from advisor perspectives, I still would not be a supporter of using annuities in retirement. Yeah. And I, again, I am going to err on the side of caution, but um, I think that the, the instances in which an immediate annuity or a longevity annuity makes sense are spurious. I really do because they almost never make sense because it's all up. It's all based on a lie. I just did. I just went in just now while Tom was speaking, I just wanted to do a fresh run. I went to immediate and I calculated what I would get in the current market environment. If I gave a million dollars to an insurance company in a, in a typical immediate annuity, Tom, you know what the income I would get for the rest of my life is? Well, your life's only going to last my what, life, three, four months. My, so, my life. I mean, okay. Combined life. Combined life. <laughs> combined my life and my wife's life. I was going to put Debbie in my, there because she'll live my forever. My wife. I, I would only do a joint life. So that yeah, lowers your payment. That yeah, lowers your payment down. All right. $4,000 a month. For a million dollars, so $4,000 a grand a year. 50 grand a year or yep. 5%. Yep. 5%. Correct. Yep. Okay. So here's the deal. Guaranteed. If, if. Let's say I want it guaranteed. I don't even trust, and I don't trust a bank. I don't trust an insurance company. I don't trust any of you. So I am going to put it in a vault that I've poured concrete and put in the bottom of my house, and it's got a big old door, and nobody can get in. I couldn't blow it up. I'm going to put it there, and every year I'm going to take out $50,000 a year, and I'm going to spend it just like my exactly the same amount of money I'm getting from my insurance company. How long will that money last me? I think it's 20 years, 20 years. Exactly. Now, by the way, that 50 grand in 20 years is worth about half of what it is today. Right. Now I didn't adjust that for inflation because the insurance company doesn't adjust it for inflation either. Yeah. I mean, that's a big problem. Let's assume I am a relatively conservative investor. I put like 20% and 10% in stocks and the rest in very safe long-term bonds that we would expect probably very easily get 3% a year over the rest of your life on average, right? I think it's like a reasonable it's number. It's far below the historical norm, but yes. We'll way below that. the historical yep. norm. So we're mm-hmm. being hyper, hyper conservative. I'm 65. 
By the time I'm 95, I'm taking out 50000 a year, not adjusting for inflation. By the time I turn 95, I still, I've been drawing my money way down, because I, but I'm earning a little bit along the way. Yep. I'm 95, and I still have $125,000 left. After 30 years. After 30 years. Now, wow. who's making out on this deal? And if we take that to 4% a year, which again is a very low number, I wait. Oh, hold on. I got. I want to change my life expectancy. I want to live till a hundred and five. Now, I'm going to live friend, till hundred and five. My friend, it's been nice knowing you. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm I'm making it to one hundred and five. Right. I get to one hundred and five at four percent per year. That is a hyper conservative portfolio. I still have uh, two hundred twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a transference that, of risk that I don't think makes sense. Death. Yeah, I know, and that's my point is it's not it's not a transference of risk i think is a reasonable one for reasonable people for reasonable people there you go yeah, exactly. if if you absolutely there's a, there's no doubt about it you can't invest without panicking and doing stupid things all yep. along the way and that's in the article all yep. along the way bail out right then yep. if you are that person and i think those people are in the vast minority in this world if you're one of those people who you just make stupid decisions every time you turn around because your emotions are out of control, you don't get help from an advisor, you don't make good investments, you you, you buy cryptocurrency when it's hot, you know, you're you're like leaving it in the bank and earning zero when inflation is raging, like a lot of you are, then you maybe need an immediate annuity. Okay. I'm gonna give you that there is possibly a use for them, but that use is so small that it should put 90% of the cash value insurance industry out of business. I think that's well said. I'm sorry, Mr. So Machia. That's the way it goes. And thank you, Professor, and I, I'm for sorry, I'm, And I'm sorry to the professor, too, um, the economist. But the, that's why we believe what we believe. We're not just saying this. We're not just saying this in a vacuum just to be hyperbolic. We're saying it because we truly believe these things. And if somebody can show me that this is an absolutely mathematically better way, then show it to me. But it's not out there. There's the, 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 there is no realistic proof. There's lots of lies. There are lots of lies. There are lots of insurance agents who are telling people, oh, I can get you an immediate annuity with 7%. Holy crud. In this economy, you can I'd get like somebody guaranteed 7%. No way. And again, uh -uh. it's not really 7%. They're just giving you 7% of the value of your account. And if they're giving you that, then they're taking some of the risks that other insurance companies have taken that have led to them collapsing. Hmm. There is not no risk. I hate the double negative, but there's no such thing as no risk in insurance. It's a lie. Okay. I'm done now. Are you done now? You want a question? I'd be ready to take a question. Thank goodness somebody can, because I don't know if I can handle it anymore. I can take a joke, too. All right, by here the way. we go. Yeah. Um, this is about RMDs. Roths, Required like minimum distributions, yes. Mm -hmm. Must the company or their representatives advise one what their RMD is? Are funds from, for example, a plan 401k included in the amount? Can one only take out non-Roth first, pick the particular investments? 
Can charities, can charity amounts come out of a 401k RMD without tax? How does this all work when I turn 70, when you turn 72? Plan 401k as part pre-tax and part plan in a raw. Thanks. Okay, to go back, required minimum distributions, the writer correctly mentioned that under the SECURE Act are not required until age 72. Mm -hmm. At 72, you have to start withdrawing money from uh, tax-qualified accounts, 401ks, IRAs, that sort of thing. The but percentage not from is, the Roth portion. Not from the Roth portion. The percentage is about 3.5% a year. It goes up for a while. It goes down. The idea is you drain all that out by the time you pass away, and the government has received their tax money from which they have not taxed any of it so far. So that's num- that's out of the way. Number two, is every custodian required to tell you what the required minimum distribution is? I don't think so. But I don't know that. I don't know about H four hundred one. I would plan. say they're capable of doing so. Well, sure, but I don't but know. But I do not they believe do that there is a requirement that they I don't inform know that. you. Yeah. No, they, that falls upon you, um, just like it falls upon you to do your taxes. Your, your 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 brokerage firm doesn't do your income tax for you. I You've will got mention to do that. that a good advisor, of course, is going to tell you. Here's how much you have to take out during the year. Here's the way we recommend doing it because the number is readily available as of the first of the year of the new year because you're just taking the good, balance. A good advisor it. Mm-hmm. is going to do that as a matter of yep. course. But but I got to tell you, I've taken all those tests, all those securities and industry tests, and I don't remember ever reading anything about it being required. So I'm pretty sure it's not required that they tell you. However, mm, yeah, I believe you're correct. However, the, her other question is, can charity come out of the pre-tax or I'm yeah, the pre-tax 401k RMD without tax? How do you, how do you go about I giving don't know charitable that, distributions? I don't know that you can do that from an IRA individual retirement account. Of course. Well, yeah, you could, but I don't know about you, a 401k. I don't know. Cause what every you could plan do, probably and, has different rules. Yeah. What I would do, you want to make life simpler. If you are getting to 72 and you have a 401k and IRAs or a 401k with a regular and a Roth, make your life simpler. Just get them all into an IRA. There's no tax taxable event when you move from a 401k to an IRA at, at your favorite brokerage firm or Fidelity or Vanguard or whomever it might be. And then, then you're going to be Able, you're going to have a lot more control over what you can do with that money. You can make charitable contributions very simply, straight transfers out of that. And uh, generally, you have better options for investments in oh an individual gosh, retirement yes. account than you do in a 401k. Not always, because some 401ks are good. And depending on the custodian you use for the IRA, don't want to mention any of the bad brokers out there, but sometimes they don't always give you great options to invest in either. Don't always. You mean almost never? Yeah. Is that what you meant? Again, that what, I'm trying that what you to meant? be a kinder, nicer uh, Tom here. So Okay. He's definitely calmed down after the tech issues. Okay. That's <laughs> a good thing. Well, thank you all for your questions, for your participation, for your ears for your eyes, for the video podcasts on YouTube, for your kindness, for your um, intelligence, and your desire to spread the word. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to assume I'm going, this is the assumptive close. I know you want to share the good word of talking real money from the highest mountains of the land or 
as we know it, Facebook and Instagram. And Twitter. Tweet us. Face us. Insta us. <laughs> what is it? What is it? Is it Insta us? Uh, I have no, no idea. I'm so lame on that stuff. I'm waiting for the you new really one. Are. I'll be all over the new one. I'll be all over the, the new, new one. one. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. I'll be you all mean over Trump's that. new one. Yeah, yeah, okay, that one too. Sure. Yeah, sure, you won't. Uh, but share it with friends. Do that, please. And if you like what you hear, leave a podcast. And by the way, that was not a political... Sm- I was joking around with my co-host, you guys. S-M-H. Please don't leave a one-star review because you think I said something negative about your favorite political person. Whoever that might be. Whoever that might be. I do not know who your favorite political person is, but I'm just going to guess. Um, and uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Take good care of yourselves. Tom's, uh, what, what do you, you have to go? He's got to go. Pretty quick. He's got, he's got important business to attend to. He's got people to take care of and things exactly. to do. Yeah. I think it's called games, lunch. Soccer lunch. games to coach. And- <laughs> All no, the, no. All referee, the, the critical referee. stuff. Yeah. It's all oh, important. oh, can I add something? This is Absolutely. so important. Absolutely. Yes. I want you all to know this is so important. I wanted to mention it on the last podcast yeah. yesterday, but thanks. I want to thank the Los Angeles Rams. I, I was, for some reason, I was rooting for the Bengals just because they were the underdogs. And then I yeah. realized as we got near to the end of the game that they couldn't win, it would have been bad for us. So I want to thank the Rams for pulling it out for the stock market. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, because it's thank the old you from the uh, they're the of NFL team. They're right? an NFL. Okay. They're the NFC. That's NFC right. teams That's right. or old NFL teams. And old NFL. Yeah, right. It, that's yeah. Me, that portends a good market for the balance of that's the right. year. Right. This, okay. Yeah, this right. this forecast is more accurate than Puxatani <laughs> Phil. Or anybody else. Or anybody or else. For see that anyone matter. else? It's there actually. Go. It's actually uncannily accurate jeremy grantham eat your heart out so yeah got it okay that's only because the stock market goes up about 75 percent of the year (laughs) so the odds are pretty good but anyway thank you rams for giving us a bull market in 2022 boy did that's all from here i'm don that's tom thanks for listening to this goofy podcast because we are through all of the goofiness talking about something important we're talking real money we hope you realize that the information provided on talking real money is for informational educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time so please consult with a really good fee only fiduciary investment tax or legal advisor we know a good one investing must always involve risk in other words you can and probably will lose money at times also as much as you want it no one can accurately and consistently predict the future so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring unlike many other programs that say something similar talking real money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial product or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.